You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel and I am flying solo again tonight. Clint had some stuff and so it is just me. That's what you get. Uh, My apologies in advance. But the good news is that I can talk as much as I want on this episode. And I don't have to worry about anyone whining about the insightful things that I'm going to say. Uh, I won't be interrupted. Uh, So, it's all American cheese today on the podcast. There will be no Gruyere represented. um, And that is a promise from me to you. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Clint and I do not fancy ourselves to be uh, experts or gurus of any kind, but we are Georgia fans, and that's what this podcast is all about. So if you're a Georgia fan, then we think that you're in the right place. Uh, thank you so much for listening, as always. Um, uh, if you are new to the show, normally there's another guy here, and he... Uh, sort of balances out uh, the idiocy of this podcast. So not like one of us is smart and one of us is an idiot, but it's it's more like two idiots, which really gives a depth to the lunacy that we're talking about often on here uh, that I think you'll find encouraging. So come back uh, and stick with us. We are here five days every week, and so all that we really ask if you're new is that you subscribe to the show just hit that little button and it gets the show downloaded to the device of your choosing each and every day Uh, and as i said we are here five days a week and so we would love to have you all through the basketball season and the football off season quote unquote off season there is no off season at georgia but um we got a bunch of stuff planned and hopefully we're going to start getting into some of that next week if you've been with us through an off season before then you know that um we like to have fun. We like to talk about maybe some non-football stuff. We like to throw out some wild hypotheticals. We like to play some games. We like to do some rankings. And so if you have, um, this is important, if you have suggestions or things that you want to hear or things that we did last year that you want us to bring back for our old listeners, um, uh, let us know. You can email us, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at dogspodcast. Uh, so LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com or at Dogs Podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you want to hear. Where this, The suggestion box is open at this point. Um, and so get all of your suggestions in. Uh, Jan Levinson will come on and we'll pull them out and we'll read them one by one and we'll see what constructive things that you had to say, what kind of constructive compliments you had for us. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to all of you that have done that. That really does mean a lot to us. And um, uh, and let's go with the show today. Let's get right into it. It's a basketball show today, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. You, you know, if you listen to the show, that I'm the basketball guy. I'm the Georgia basketball guy. I've been a college basketball my favorite sport growing up. I used to go to the NCAA tournament with my dad every time it was in Atlanta. 
uh, it was a way that we bonded, and it was I fell in love with the NCAA tournament, fell in love with college basketball, and then I went to Georgia and realized that we were terrible at college basketball, but it didn't matter. I went to every game while I was a student. Um, big Georgia basketball fan, obviously big Georgia football fan as well. I was watching the game on Wednesday night, and I knew that I was going to be on here recording this podcast uh, on Friday by myself talking about the basketball game. And I was ready. I'm just going to be totally upfront with you. I was ready to get on this podcast and tell you to never watch another Georgia basketball game in your life. I was because the frustration was um, it was nothing if not predictable watching that game. It felt like every Georgia-Kentucky game I'd ever watched in my entire life, jump out to a lead, look good early, find a way to give it up late, uh, and then claw, start to maybe give us the idea that they're going to claw their way back only to fall short at the end. We've seen it a million times, and I thought I was watching it again on Wednesday night. And yet, out of the jaws of defeat, Georgia snatches a victory, a rare victory against Kentucky. Everyone after the game wanted to ask Tom Crean, is this a milestone win for the program? Is this a and listen, here's my answer to that question. This is a milestone win for the program, but it's not because it's Kentucky and they're a blue blood and blah blah blah. Because Kentucky's not a very good team this year. This is a milestone win for the program because you have to beat Kentucky this year. Because they're beatable this year. And it's a milestone win for the program because this game, because it's not like Georgia's lost its last 13 or 14 or whatever against Kentucky. But if you've watched those games like I have, if you've watched those games, then you know that in many of those games, Georgia was not drastically outplayed. They they were a competitive team in many of those games. J.J. Frazier almost beat Kentucky several times. There were... Several of those games when Georgia was right in it, this was a milestone win for the Georgia program because they found a way to do what they hadn't previously been able to do, which was not play well against Kentucky. It was beat Kentucky in the final minutes. Let's talk about that. I want to talk about the final play because that's obviously the the moment of the game. And then I want to talk about um, some of the other noteworthy things I saw uh, and then I want us to look ahead to the Florida game, talk about what this means for Georgia basketball moving forward, and um, whether or not you should continue watching um, this this basketball team. So let's talk about that final play. Obviously, Georgia takes the ball out of bounds. They're down by one. First of all, Severe Wheeler <laughs> drives to the basket with 10 seconds left on the clock. Time winding down. He's dribbling at the top of the key. They can't decide if they want to come with a ball screen for him or not. He drives to the basket, and he just gets annihilated. Like, not fouled, swatted at the rim as if he is a middle school JV player going up against uh, the University of Kentucky. It just looks awful. We get so lucky that ball goes out of bounds. The guy could have just caught the ball, game over, we lose. But he swats the ball out of bounds. We get it underneath. And then Severe Wheeler makes two amazing plays. First amazing play is he does not force the ball in bounds. He calls a timeout. And then he makes a great pass to P.J. Horn, who, of course, corrals it and puts it in. Here's what I want to say about that play. Baseline, out-of-bounds execution. 
if you're not a basketball player, baseline out-of-bounds execution, especially late in the game like that, out of a timeout especially, is 100% an indication of your coaching. All right? That Tom Crean deserves a lot of credit for this win because when you come out and execute a baseline out of bounds like that, out of a timeout in a late game situation, Tom Crean outcoached John Calipari when it mattered the most. Um, some of y'all have been down on Tom Crean. I'm not saying that this completely vindicates him for everything that's happening at Georgia. You know that we're not down on Tom Crean at all, but but baseline out of bounds, this is Tom Crean's win. This is a win that he went and got because he drew up a play. Severe Wheeler made the pass. PJ Horn made the layup. Um, all right, let's. We're gonna talk a lot more about that. Um, but first, I want to tell you uh, about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. Now, it, you know that BetOnline is the online sportsbook experts. They're the place that you go. When you want to place a bet, Georgia, by the way, a four-point underdog against Kentucky. Hello, go get some money if you if you take them on the money line. I don't know. I think you could have gotten like plus one seventy something like that if you took it late. Uh, took them at plus four. That was an easy cash. You didn't even have to sweat that last layup. Uh, because we had that thing covered already. But if you took them on the money line, that was extra profitable for you. Go to betonline.ag, enter the promo code locked on, and they're going to give you a 50% bonus on your initial deposit. That's 50% extra money added to your account when you make a deposit for free. That's all. There's no catch, there's no strings. You just get the money and then you bet it on whatever you'd like. NFL, uh, conference championship games, NHL, NBA, college basketball, March Madness coming up, the Masters is in April. There's so many things that you could go to. BetOnline.ag, it's your online sports book experts. All right, let's talk about the rest of the game because um, the baseline out of bounds, the end of the game situation was was great. But how did we get there in the first place? And I'm going to start with my favorite player on this team, and his name is Katie Johnson. And if he's not your favorite player on this team, I don't know what is happening in your life, but I recommend that you maybe go see a counselor or something because it could be there might be medication that's in order. KD Johnson is that dude. All right. He, listen, he came down the floor, coming down the stretch when George is trying to claw their way back in this game. And he hit a rainmaker three from the top of the key. And then the next possession, he came down and he jacked up a, an extremely ill advised shot, uh, a little bit of a heat check situation. And let me just tell you this. I was not mad about it at all. Sometimes heat checks are not a bad thing. I know it's a bad shot and he missed it and it cost us a possession, all that stuff. But you have to have a guy on your team who is willing to put up that shot. You have to have a guy on your team who thinks enough of himself that he will heat check from time to time. And Katie Johnson is that guy on the team. Tumani Kamara not that guy. Severe Wheeler sometimes tries to be that guy, but we're better when he is not that guy. Uh, Ty Fagan, not that guy. Justin Kyer, not that guy. PJ Horn, not that guy. Katie Johnson fills a role on this team that no one else fills. It's not just shooting. 
it's not just defense, both of which he's good at. It's it's attitude. KD Johnson has an attitude that this team desperately needs. They didn't just lose a bunch of points when they lost Anthony Edwards. This team, it turns out, lost a little bit of swagger, a little bit of belief, a little bit of confidence. You get the feeling that Katie Johnson might be bringing that back, which gives us some hope for the future. Another thing that gives me hope for the future is that Severe Wheeler, been getting a little grief on this podcast, but Severe Wheeler, standing ovation from all of us here at Lockdown Bulldogs, two turnovers on the night. That is um, that is significant. When Severe Wheel only has two turnovers, we're going to have a chance to win. The team only had 11 turnovers, which is down from the over 17 that we averaged. That's a big reason why we were in this game. Um, and so if things like that continue to happen, I'm going to get to on the next segment, I'm going to talk about what is the most important statistic on this team to predict whether we are going to win or lose a basketball game. I'm going to talk about that next. But but turnovers is probably second on that list. If we turn the ball over 11 times, if Severe Wheeler especially only has two turnovers on the night, then that is a very good sign for Georgia. And what you saw was Georgia was right in the game uh, at the end with a chance to win it. And, of course, they did. Um, another thing that stood out to me that I absolutely loved moving forward, uh, that I absolutely loved, and – and, and we'll continue to love to see moving forward was Justin Kyer's defense. Now, look, Justin Kyer had a tough night from the floor. He was 0-4 from three-point land in this game. Normally a strength of his, normally something that he brings to the team. Um, he was 0-4, but he did not let that 0-4 from the three-point line affect his defense Um he was harassing. He was jumping passing lanes, had several steals in this game. Did you know that Justin Kyer leads the SEC at 2.3 steals per game? He's the only player in the SEC that averages over two steals a game. Um, that is something that I was completely unaware of until watching this game on Wednesday night. Justin Kyer's defense, an underrated aspect of his game. He's smart, he's savvy, he's able to get in the passing lanes uh, and create some havoc there, which we've said before, this team wants to get out and run, and they desperately need that kind of play from its guards in order to do that. All right, we're going to come back right after another quick break, and we're going to talk about the Florida game, which is tomorrow on Saturday as you're listening to this. Maybe you're listening on Saturday morning. We're going to talk about the Florida game Um who Florida is and maybe what some of the keys are. And then, we're again, we're going to talk about the single most important statistic, I think, for Georgia's success moving forward uh, coming up right after this. All right, so we play Florida on Saturday, which is tomorrow. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday, maybe you're listening to this on Monday and the game's already happened, in which case just ignore everything I said unless it's right and then just revel in how smart I was and how much I knew about this game. Florida Florida is um, coming off an absolute beatdown of the University of Tennessee, formerly known as the best team in the SEC, uh, but Florida just took them to the woodshed, beat them by 30-plus. Um, Florida's had an up-and-down season. 
All right, so they beat Tennessee. It wasn't quite. It wasn't quite thirty points. They beat them seventy-five to forty-nine, um, and then before that, they they lose to Mississippi State. They win against Ole Miss. They lose to the same Kentucky team that we saw, and they lose against Alabama. Well, everybody has lost against Alabama so far, uh, so you can kind of throw that one out. But losses against Mississippi State, who Georgia lost to, and loss against uh, Kentucky, who. Georgia beat a win against Ole Miss, who Georgia also beat, and then a blowout win over a very good Tennessee team, which I can only imagine is a fluke. Florida has been up and down this year. They're seven and four on the year. They're four and three in the SEC. They're averaging sixty uh, seventy six and a half points a game. They're allowing sixty nine points a game, and so um, they're they're kind of middle of the road in terms of offense. They're middle of the road in terms of defense. Um, so what does all that mean? Here's what it means. Florida is a better team than Kentucky, but Georgia can play a lot better than it did on Wednesday night. Um, a lot better than it did on Wednesday night. And so, um, I think this is a winnable game for Georgia. Now I don't necessarily predict that we're going to win the game. I would not necessarily go to betonline.ag and bet on us to win the game, but I think Georgia can definitely win the game. I don't think Georgia winning the game has anything really to do with Florida. I think Georgia winning this game has everything to do with Georgia. Let me let me hit you with this statistic going back to the Kentucky game and uh, use it as a way to predict whether or not we win against Florida. In the Kentucky game, Georgia was not necessarily an offensive juggernaut. Um, if you watched it, you will you will know that that's true. They played some decent defense against a Kentucky team that really struggles to score, but they were not great offensively. Uh, in that game, though, Tumani Kamara, Severe Wheeler, Andrew Garcia, Ty Fagan, and Michael Starks—that's five players—combined to shoot only three three pointers. Kamara, Wheeler, Garcia, Fagan, and Starks combined to shoot only three three-pointers. Meanwhile, uh, P.J. Horn, Justin Kyer, and Katie Johnson combined to shoot 13 three-pointers. So, this is the, the statistic that you should be watching for if you're a Georgia basketball fan. For us to win, our shooters need to be the ones that shoot. And for a long time, Tumani Kamara and Severe Wheeler especially, but also Ty Fagan, also Andrew Garcia at times, were shooting way too many three-pointers. Now, can those guys hit some three-pointers sometimes? Yes, they can. Are P.J. Horn, Justin Kyer, and Katie Johnson automatic from the three-point line? No, they're not. In fact, in this game, they shot 13. I said they only went 4 of 13. Justin Kyer went 0 for 4, as we already said. Our three best shooters went 4 of 13 from the three-point line. That is not good, okay? But the right people were taking the shots, and that's why we're in the game. Against Florida, just watch who's shooting the ball. Tumani Kamara, Severe Wheeler, Andrew Garcia, Ty Fagan, Michael Starks. These people need to be moving towards the rim and facilitating offense off the dribble 
off the putbacks, maybe in the low post in the case of Garcia and maybe uh, Kamara. Severe Wheeler obviously getting into the paint and making things happen for himself or others. But don't settle for outside jumpers unless you're P.J. Horn, Justin Kyer, and Katie Johnson. If Georgia can keep the right people shooting, then Georgia has a chance to beat anybody because those guys generally are going to shoot a decent percentage from outside. They're going to shoot 35-40% from outside in general. They had a rough night against Kentucky, but still we were right in the game. We can't have the 25% three-point shooters shooting a bunch of shots. Um, that's been my one criticism of Tom Crean's system is I think it encourages bad shooters to shoot way too often. Uh, if we can keep our good shooters shooting and keep the guys who are good at other things like getting into the paint, Ty Fagan, uh, Severe Wheeler, Tumani Kamara, keep these guys moving downhill towards the basket for either a layup or a kickout opportunity or get fouled, uh, that's when Georgia will have its success, and so that's what you'll be. That's what you should be watching for against Florida. Who is shooting the basketball? Because if the right guys are shooting, I really do believe that this is a winnable game for us. All right, come back next week. As I said, um, we've got a bunch of stuff planned. We'll be talking about this Florida game, uh, breaking it down uh, maybe on Monday's show. Um, but at some point next week and talking about the basketball team moving forward, but also talking lots of football stuff. And so if you're just a football fan, we will be back to that next week. we got a bunch of stuff planned. Email us, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast if you've got ideas or thoughts or suggestions for segments on the show. We, um, we're we Georgia fans. You're a Georgia fan. And I'm so, so I'm sure that your ideas are just as good as ours. And we will see you guys next week when hopefully Clint is back so I can take a break and get a drink of water. See you.